0: Hey, thanks for listening to Made In. This podcast is hosted by me, Jasmine, and my better half, Evie. And we are two Asian Canadian women in Toronto talking about current events, culture, and society moments. We hope that Made In is a safe living room space where you can feel like you're sitting on the couch with us and joining in on the conversation. Thanks for being here. Hello. Hi everybody hello how's everyone how are you doing ev how's your day so far
1: chilling doing the most i can uh watching a lot of stuff that's the way to cope eating a lot of stuff but mostly i would say this month has served i mean this month as in march and then a bit into april has been a great time to watch stuff mm-hmm. like 100 percent I just finished 25-21 on Netflix.
0: Ooh, I- no spoilers. I'm only at like episode seven.
1: Okay, no, I I really enjoyed it. It was great. It was something that like I actually watched with my partner every day it came out. So we were just both on it and watching mm-hmm. it. So, uh, and obviously I had spoken about this, but I really, really related to it. So I was really into it. But there was a lot of other stuff that we were going to talk about today for sure mm-hmm. that I was watching. It just felt like it was a really crazy time. I guess it was kind of squished with like what was happening at the Oscars and then also Grammys like, so many good oh, so much happened entertainment pop culture things happen yeah. like so many and like just today uh you know the woman who is huge for squid game i don't want to say today i was say like this week she is on the weekend weekend video oh, yeah proudest moment ever is so cool. i was just like there's so much going on but anyways a great time i would say for tv shows movies entertainment yes. in general but twenty five twenty one was a highlight that I finished so why did you oh. not finish not 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 finish it but why are you on episode seven okay so <laughs> wait just
0: before I get inside and also Big Bang graced us with a comeback song I don't know if you watched the music video oh, I didn't oh they came out of retirement with the most beautiful melodic like grown-up mm. song and I was like reading the lyrics and I can tell because Top who is who uh, got caught with a joint when he was in the military. And then obviously that's like the biggest, one of the biggest um, offenses in Korea. And everyone yeah. really shuns on you in Korea, in culture as well. So it was interesting to see because he went totally incognito after everything happened. And I want to do a deeper dive into the lyrics, but like I was reading like the English translations and I feel like these men are grown and I'm so excited to see what they're going <laughs> to come out with. But also it's so interesting because when they're in their prime 20s they were like very heavy like dance hits because they were like the biggest mm. like big bang walk so that bts can run um and now that they're kind of like in their 30s like i wonder how they're going to show up or like how full force they're going to be because they've always been very like visually heavy so i'm like excited to see what that era of their music is going to be like but back to your original question the reason why I haven't finished watching 2521, and it's nothing to do with the storyline. I don't know if you felt this way too, but I have been just so overwhelmed with the abundance of K drama and things that I get to watch this yeah. month that like I just couldn't yeah. prioritize. Like this was like a godsend moment for me, but like there's 2521 there is 39 which also is so good but I and yeah, I that was good and I really do like to dedicate my time and attention to one show so I like get really into it so having so sure. many different things happening and then business proposals are currently really good and I finally got Disney plus and the Snowdrop is on there too so I just been like very overwhelmed and we come to and then on top of aside from like Korean dramas we crash came out and like the og listeners know i used to work there so it's been like a very traumatic time watching it and then i was watching the dropout and then i still haven't got around to watch super pumped about uber so like i'm just like overwhelmed with a lot of tv shows yeah like usually
1: i mean not usually as somebody who like solely relies on shows to de-stress solely almost solely i was like yo there's actually way too much going on right now like to the point where i'm like i gotta take it slow because every time i see a true crime I'm someone who, like, loves true crime as a calming show. Don't fucking ask me why. Like, I'm weird. You like should that. unpack but... that in therapy, but... Girl! <laughs> I know, but it's it's definitely because I work in the news. True. Okay, that's a big so thing. True. But I'm just like, oh, wow, look at this That's case. so dark, Evie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, no, but, like, other shows have definitely kept me afloat, so that's totally fair, Jazz. I know that you, one thing you have been keeping up with, and the one I finished as well, in terms of what we've been able to mm-hmm. watch is Pachinko, and and no, it's obviously you know me watching it. I am. I know my family's from, families from Hong Kong. Before that, they're from places in China, different regions. And the colonialism, like I could understand that mm-hmm. kind of fear during those times in Japanese occupation. But I think there's just something so direct with, I guess you know, Korean culture. Like this that spans. Like I was reading some history on it that spans even before when the Koreas were separated. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, you know, these people that are technically, I guess, you could say from you know the northern side of the north korea that are also part of this history so i think i think the big thing for me was like wow learning so much about this knowing that it's real and you know really taking in those moments where i was like i have heard these stories from my own grandfather in terms of this time but i really wanted to you know you i think i was looking at your story and
0: so Have many
1: stopped crying yeah <laughs> yeah so many tears and so many emotions you must be feeling because it's everything is so intergenerational mm-hmm. with our culture and who where we come from like we've always said that so you know what if you want to break it down a bit obviously without giving away because I think anyone mm-hmm. should be should watch everyone should watch it if they can take yeah. it but like hearing from you why it was so I guess touched your heart like that because I think that would be so informative
0: yeah um did you read the book by the way I didn't. Okay, so I would I would 100% recommend reading the book. I think it's fine to read it after or even before i personally i've read it before and um it was it's like even with before the tv show happened it was the most special book i have ever read i'm not mm. the biggest reader but i would 100 put it like into my top three books reason being yes it was obviously uh based in korea by a korean author but it really taught me about the times of like japanese colonial times that i mm-hmm. didn't really know about and something more unique about my I guess history is that I came to Canada when I was 10. So I feel like during that time, like grade three, grade four, I didn't really learn about it in my Korean school. And then by the time I came to Canada, like there's only probably like one page in the history books about the Korean War and all the things that's happened. So like, I really missed that momentum of like really in depth learning about the culture. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it has been pieced together by other TV shows or, you know, comments that are made in other variety shows that I watch were obviously like stemmed by my parents, which obviously has a lot of like uh, generational um, hate, I guess. And I think this is like an interesting topic when we talk about like racism within our own race too. Um, So reading the book really opened up my eyes for anyone who doesn't know it's about it's a generational story. It starts from like the 1919s, I think it goes all the way to the 80s. And it goes through like three different Generations, mm-hmm. and you just get to see from when Japan's just starting to colonize Korea, and then uh, occupy like the power and stuff, and then you just see like the hardships, and they uh, the family actually ends up moving to Japan, and then what they have to go through as Koreans in a Japanese, um like in in Japan, and then how they overcome that, and just oh, it's just like so heartbreaking, and like when you think you see one storyline. And you don't think it's going to get worse. It just like rips your a new one. And I was reading, I was even watching the first four episodes that's now on Apple TV, but like before even getting to the story, Mm. It's so beautifully shot. Oh my Like God, the colors yes. are absolutely stunning, and apparently it was a shot in Vancouver. Like some of the scenes that are in the ocean, like in, oh yeah, uh, in Korea, it was shot in Vancouver, so very cool. And I think the casting is amazing. I think for a song like it's such a serious story, I love the intro. Like I actually oh my don't God. skip it, so I can watch Never. them dance. It's so good. It Never. puts you in the correct mood. Baby Sunja is so freaking cute. I wish there was like more of her, given to, like her storyline kind of stopped, but yeah I it's interesting to me because I'm trying to detach from the book to the show because Uh, I think the book has such high standards of like I wanted to execute it but obviously the book is chronological whereas the show it bounces back and forth of different decades um so I really wanted to see it as like two different art forms if as is just because I don't want to get disappointed. And I kind of want it to be its own form because there's Mm -hmm. no way you can do justice to what the stories entail. And if you have just like, like anyone with a family or just any generational trauma or immigrants or like whatnot, it will so resonate with you. And what caught me by surprise was, and this is kind of like my own ignorance. um, Like before the TV show was announced, one of my co-workers at work who's not Asian uh recommended me this book and I was like I'm sorry I didn't even think you knew what this book would be and then she was the one who recommended it to me and I was like oh my gosh so we like talked about it so they were so cool that like I'm so tunnel vision that like only maybe like API members can resonate with the story but like literally all genres all all people yeah. yeah and then I started watching it with Sue, my roommate, who's Polish, um, she like cried with me every episode. And like, I also ignored of me like didn't think she would really get it or like it would hurt, like, you know, touch her heart as much as it would me. And like, I just love that it really is all encompassing for like everyone to be able to enjoy. So I really appreciated that.
1: Yeah, I think one thing, a big thing is that Pachinko, I know the book was a New York Times bestseller. So it was, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say I don't want to read it. I want to read it after. But it's like you, I hate comparing those kind of things because it's just so, it's so much, but you can tell like any story about family, any great human story that focuses on humans. Like, how could you not want to see that? And I think it's a really, really important shift. And especially the platform I got being on Apple TV, where we have it's it's almost one of the first times it's a thing where it's not just a Korean produced yeah. uh, from Korea or from Japan or from wherever or from Hollywood. It really brought in every single person. Like we have every single, we have stars that we recognize from Hollywood mm-hmm. there. We also have new stars that are emerging that, and I think the best part was the casting because I know that the members, every single one, They had, uh, you know, it was accurate, as accurate as possible Mm -hmm. to the background, A, being Korean or even going through, you know, the exact kind of situations in their families of what Pachinko was actually about, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it takes a long time to cast those people because we obviously don't have that many stars that are Asian slash Mm -hmm. Korean slash Koreans who were colonized by Japan. who Like, that's so specific. Who has that connection, yeah. Yeah, and there are. And so I think that was such a good so well done because the directors and the people who created it like same with turning red was so mm-hmm. intentional and so like even if it takes more time to get the right people even it takes more time for them to become more advanced in i guess in the acting scene i'm not saying the big stars i'm saying the first time like first comers like they they you know this is a huge thing they gave so much grace and patience and you could really tell that and that's like mm-hmm. something that's so amazing because it's not like they just stuck some random asian looking person in the storyline because it's so accurate to what it is right so i I thought that part was really really important like it was incredibly important
0: yeah it is like a full korean cast and yeah like i know netflix does k-dramas too but like those are done by like korean uh networks so like obviously they're gonna use korean stars but like for something like apple tv to actually intentionally make sure everyone is authentic to the character that you're playing i also really appreciate that and like yeah anytime you get to see like a full korean or asian cast on like a tv show platform like that it's always like so um we never expect it so like it's such a nice treat almost it's Um, awesome and it's also connecting like the diaspora like it's like some
1: korean american actors like right some of them are some of them are huge actors in korea and then we have like this crossover is great yeah and then this intro of the amazing intro of them dancing it's like a uk song like that's Mm -hmm. what i mean about like the future of film that's what it should always be like right Mm -hmm. it should always be like that so That really stuck out to me for sure.
0: Yeah, and I really love that. I think it kind of maybe started with like Crash Landing on You as well. Like that's the Mm. first show that Sue and I, my roommate, watched together. And yeah, I just like always thought that like, oh, like I don't think they would get it. Maybe they won't like it. They have three subtitles. But like, no, I think that kind of have opened up a lot of people to get interested. And obviously Squid Game being such a big Mm. um, splash in North America and, as well that like I really hope that pachinko itself as like a beautiful art form that like everyone can um learn more about and hopefully change the perception or just like learn more because to be honest like as a Korean I'm learning and there's still so much but so much for me to learn about the times with Japan and Korea so yeah. the only thing that I really know is that like I remember even when I was like younger or like maybe in high school whatever I oh you know J- Japanese I think is like the most superior Asian if we like you know are being like really honest with each other Uh, but every time I make a comment like that my mom always was like no like you can never be with a Japanese person like she always had this like pent-up like anger mm-hmm. towards it mm-hmm. and I actually don't know to an extent of like what my grandma had to endure through during that time but yeah there's in Korea it's called Han like H-A-N and that's yeah. kind of like on re- like repressed anger that's like stemmed down through generations that you can never forgive and it's like a lot of koreans are uh, very angry i think that's mm-hmm. like a lot of theme and on a sidebar actually um listen to this vice podcast about tableau who is a korean rapper with a group called epic high in korea and in like 2008 or nine when they debuted um they, he was super famous but he also comes from like a stanford background and in like less than four years not only did he graduate from stanford but he also graduated with a master's and obviously having like a, such a huge ivy league like schooling in korea is a big deal but he grew up in north in america when he was like early on so he's very westernized so obviously in korea school system is like very important and like having a huge academic and like studying all hours and whatnot when he was starting to make a debut with his band, um, he went on a lot of variety shows and they asked you a lot of questions, being like, oh, how did you study in Sanford? Like, it must have been so hard. And him being very dissociated from, like, the traditional academic system, he's like, you know what? Like, I didn't even really try that hard. You only have to really try hard at the last year. And I kind of, not making a uh, joke out of it, but he was very, like, Western approach That's to like it. us. Yeah, that's like exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. But then to Koreans, like, it was... Like, how dare you, like, make it such a, like, deal? Because, like, these are people's, like, livelihood. Like, you have to have a good school to even get an interview for, like, a company. So it's, like, a really big deal. And then all of a sudden, um I'm sorry, this is, like, a really random tangent, but I'll, I'll, I'll no, tie it I, all together. I, yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, so, and then all, this is, like, the beginning of, like, forums coming out so korea has its own platform called neighbor which is basically like including reddit and like google together it's like their number one browser that they use and all these like cafes which are like the subreddits, came out and there's this one huge group we're trying to like defraud tableau and saying that he never he falsified his records and he actually never went to stanford and it went for like 10 years like this one crusader just wanted to ruin his name and wanted proof of his like um reports and saying that he actually went to stanford and they went so far to be like oh the signature on this year is different than this one so it must be fraud and like he was getting like death threats he had to do like a eight-hour integration with the police and like the cop police got involved and they did like a full thorough investigation anyways um now i don't even remember what i was talking about this but oh it's because he talks about how koreans are so angry and a lot of koreans already have such distorted um feeling about their freedom and how that stemmed from a lot of different generations. So Japan has always been such like a sticky situation for a lot of Koreans. So the only thing that I got inceptive, incepted, the only thing that I got really like uh, passed down by my mom was like, there's so much like hate towards them. And yeah. I, I did bring up to my mom about this show because she started watching, um, snowdrop as well and stuff. And she's waiting for like my brother to download it for her. Cause like if I have to explain to her how to watch Apple TV, that's like a conversation of its own. Um and then yeah, I was like telling up I read the book and how I felt about felt about Uh, Japan and Korean relationship and like I I I really do feel kind of stupid because I don't know that much about it but I know that like during those times like a lot of Korean women were sold as sex slaves and Japan Mm -hmm. still hasn't acknowledged that Um, and Mm -hmm. I think there was like some statues that were there's some some controversy around that so like that's such like a painful part in a lot of our families. But I am excited because the book actually came out in two parts in Korea and it's been trending as a number one book because I don't think it ever came out as a Korean book because the author wrote it in English. So Uh, that's really cool that we get to see a Western adaptation of it almost. But Koreans are still kind of having a resurrection to kind of connect with the history too.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be really hard for your mom to watch for sure. I think even if I gave it to mom, like the same kind of resentment is of, you know, Japanese colonial era is very very, very huge in my family. Like in terms of mm. my grandparents, even my parents, the way they were raised about trust, about that. Because during World War II, even before that, Japan had taken over a lot of parts of China—not the whole thing, but parts of it—and then you know, Korea was always a big target. Always Taiwan, mm-hmm. uh and then we go down to like Southeast e- Asia. So like places like Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines—they're yeah. all is a really big resentment there, like really, really huge. If you ask older generations. Um, what I know of the least that I know of my grandfather is that he in that time was an orphan and he was really poor and he was getting raised by his uncle Mm -hmm. and he was taken onto a Japanese ship and basically worked for them. And he was a kid and they liked him. And like, there's so many themes in pachinko that you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's the special one. Like that's the one, the one Korean or the one non-Japanese person who is special and people like, but then he saw his like own uncle being thrown over the ship by Japanese soldiers so it's like a lot I have a lot of history in terms of Mm -hmm. like my family and how they feel about it of course it does not reflect on how I feel about Japanese people today but there is a big talk about the erasure of history um especially for Korean comfort women which is basically what they were during the war and during all this time where they were sold again and the statue issue is like in San Francisco which is supposed to be a, this, a sister city of Tokyo, they were putting up a statue to, you know, commemorate the Korean women lost in, in this war. Not even all their names, because you can't even know their mm-hmm. names, which is so unfortunate. And at the time, the, uh, not, I, I guess it's not the emperor, the president of Japan was like, take that down, that's fake news, right? So like, yeah. there's a lot of issues with that. There's also a lot of issues with my family with, in terms of textbooks erasing certain parts mm-hmm. of it, and like what happened during the war. but This is important because I think like pachinko is a great inside, like small, it's a story of one family that's told the story of so many people and so much anger. And like you said, there is, like, I think you're saying a lot of Korean people have this intergenerational anger. I think ours is obviously different because everyone's different, but there is that anger too. And so if you bring something up to my grandparents about, oh my God, like sashimi's so good. They'll immediately yeah. be like, you know, before they were eating that, we were eating that too. You know, we were doing that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so much like anger built up and it's like this side of the world, like us, North America, because we never learned it. I didn't learn it unless I was actually, I had to study world history or right. this kind of thing. But we, they don't know anything that happened there. Like, I think when we think about colonialism, it's mostly European yes. countries, right? And so it's actually huge in like in Asia and what had happened. And it's just like. It's, I think the sadder part is the fact that, like, because, you know, North America has almost no knowledge of our stories or even acknowledges that we're different types of people in right. different places. They're like, how could all be? You guys all look the same, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this is a great intro into, like, unfortunately, it's, like, 2022, but this is a great intro into understanding there's so many complexities within our histories, right? Yeah. Like, and with the, like, to this day, I'll, I'll openly say, like, how Hong Kong and treats... Filipino people and landings, like those kind of people is abysmal, right? Like there's mm-hmm. just so many different hierarchies and, you know, where we all land. And I would agree with you when you said, oh, I think a lot of people thought Japan was really up there technology mm-hmm. wise, everything military, even in a horrible way. And it's just like, we don't even know, our, like, that's the sad part. That's I think like, this is emotional. Cause I was like, man, I don't know anything about myself or the neighbor, people, my friends or people like me. And so that's why i think it was emotional i was like you know when i was watching this i was thinking of you i was like i wonder yeah. if she had those talks with her parents i wonder mm-hmm. if she feels like those angers that she doesn't even know where it comes from right cuz mm-hmm. like that's what the main character deals with like he is americanized but for some reason he goes back cuz he has to go back and then you just see how the character unfolds from there like how no matter how far you stray no matter if you go across the world like you are you're still your family and you still understand that kind of trauma.
0: Like it's it was that part was hit me because I was like, damn, we don't know shit. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I think the person that's playing Solomon is like the perfect actor for it too. And um uh, it, it is hard to reflect back on the stories. And I remember as the episodes go on, I'm like thinking about storylines of like who actually Sunza ends up being with and then um like Solomon's a story and they're just so as you said, so much complexities and there's so many small moments that Sue would ask me questions like, oh, like, what did that nuance mean? Or like, oh, what, Uh, what did they mean about that? And like, it's hard for me to even explain a couple of things, but there's this like one scene when they're, oh, you know what, scene broke my heart. I don't think this is a spoiler, but obviously, so for Koreans at the time, um, if you didn't have money, Japan got the best of the crop. So they, a lot of the scenes are around this market and you can only get kind of like the small, smaller things. And rice was such, um, White rice. Yeah, white rice yeah. is a very expensive thing. So um only Japanese people can buy it. And then even like the people that oversee the market will count how much rice you've sold so to make sure that like, you actually didn't sell it to Koreans. So Sunda, one of the main female characters, obviously like celebrating. And then the mom, and they're about to go to Japan with her new husband, and the mom goes to the the rice person and was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, like, can I please buy it?" And he's like, "Oh no, absolutely not! Like, I can get thrown in jail for that." And then she's like, "No, please! Like, I want my daughter to be able to taste what a Korean rice tastes like." Yeah, and like, oh, I'm actually like getting choked up talking about it now because, like, you know, that's like Korean pride, right? And like, yeah. I can totally resonate with like my mom wanting me to even eat Korean food or like don't lose my Koreanness yeah. in this like Western culture. So yeah, I like love that part and um I remember there's this like this other scene when they're so poignant about the generation shame that's gonna take if they do something wrong yeah and like it was so embedded even from such early on that like family and shame and like not to ruin your legacy um so much pressure is put on you at like a young age and like it's so hard for us to even understand even at like this age now too so like I love that they did such a good job of those like small moments that like as I was explained to Sue, which was something so normal or like something very small. I was like, Oh my God, like that really hits home. And like, I thought it was just like so beautifully done.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I was going to bring up that rice scene, but I think it's something that like everyone watching it was like, fuck. Cause like it that was
0: hit home.
1: Yeah. Cause like the rice is grown in Korea by Korean farmers and sold by Korean merchants, but like can't touch it. Can't have it, which is so insane. And then you think about, you know, this is the whole generational thing. It's like, why are your parents obsessed with you eating the best or obsessed with giving little kids the best part of everything or obsessed with you finish every grain of rice? Like I used to watch my friends and I learned from, I had a friend who was Italian growing up and their custom is basically not finishing everything is a sign that it was a delicious meal because it was so Mm. filling that you couldn't, but that was so not like what it was for me. And I'm sure for you as well, like finish like every grain of rice, like finish every, like we don't waste a single damn thing mm-hmm. in this house. Like because, scrape
0: the bowl. Yeah. yeah. And don't if,
1: – if I see one rice, it's basically a bad omen that that's how many um, – what was it? It wasn't pimples, but it was something like bad. It was like that's how many that will be on your face or your body. Like, yeah. And that's what you tell little kids. And now you think about it and just like when I watched that scene, it was so devastating. It was honestly like, yeah. fuck, like please, like just give me this one thing that – is so synonymous with who we are right now like you know everyone thinks about east asians or korea or japan or china and they're like white rice white rice you know like Mm -hmm. oh everyone eats white rice but each region of where it's grown and everything in terms of country in terms of actually inside the country as well it's actually really distinct and like that scene where you know it was like in the 80s where like there was a grandmother who was in this whole thing tasting it they're like this tastes different i can just tell this tastes different Mm. this is korean rice like there's just so many things that we don't, like, I think I overlook with rice and, you of know, because it's so accessible to me. Like, I know my grandma and my grandpa could also tell differences with that, right? I could, like, they are very distinct about what rice they like and they're very like, stick to one brand and know exactly where it's grown. Mm-hmm. And so that really, yeah, that really broke me too. And of like hearing you commemorate on that and think about that, it's like, damn, like, once your mom watches this, I don't know if this is something you guys can I handle. Know. I'm like scared. Yeah. I
0: know. I'm so excited. I I'm very sad because it's an 8 episode series. We're only already 4 episodes in, there's no way they're going to cram in everything that's already happening, that's has to happen in the book to like tell the story. So like I'm really scared about Season that. Season 2? They fucking better be. There's no way four um, episodes to put so like I felt like
1: I just watched the intro. Exactly, it's crazy. I
0: even it is a bit slow, but something about it's still super captivating. And yeah, the fact that it is it, we're already four episodes in, and I cannot tell you all the different storylines that happen. Yeah so you'll be in for a treat when you're actually reading the book but i'm like so excited for us to like continue to talk about it because yeah as i i would love to continue to talk to my mom about it too to see like how it resonates with her if she has any stories she wants to share but yeah it's very cool um that is starting these conversations but one thing that made me sad recently was i know you posted that funny video and i still think it's really funny
1: so oh, Korea, yeah, yeah,
0: when we do an election, um, it's not like a simple like graph and like showing how many <laughs> po- like votes came in this one region, like Korea takes it to the next fucking level. And I, I was like,
1: just surprised. I don't I didn't I, I'll be really real. I don't even I didn't know the context of who was who, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I didn't know either. Uh, but anyways, they do just like really funny skit where they like put in all the candidate spaces into like funny like scenarios i guess like a couple years ago they did it to harry potter and like all of them are like on a broomstick and like playing that quidditch game and like it's just like really well done and like i think it is really captivating and it kind of like humanizes the whole election process because it's very intimidating and like stressful for a lot of people yeah so aside from that uh someone did comment to us in that video saying that you know this was a very controversial uh, election and like i didn't really know either because i really didn't i don't follow korean politics uh but i know korea does have a history of very corrupt government so mm. it's nothing new but basically so um it was previously on in like a liberals um like a liberal majority. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. it's called something different in korea but
1: That's but like, then
0: yeah uh, so it was a liberal party, and then uh, the conservative for them, one by one percent, which is like obviously the smallest margin. I think it was like eight hundred thousand people or something like that, which is insane. Jeez. I think it's like the closest um election that they ever had and the the now newly elected president is like a self-proclaimed anti-feminist and um I was listening to a couple of like news podcasts about it and they did interview a lot of people in Korea. so it's a very complex situation so not only is he anti-feminist self-proclaimed um he really wants like the government to take all the men to kind of take over the the power. And these are only snippets that I'm hearing that I'm kind of like telling you the cold snow. So there's so much more I actually need to look into. And yeah. I say this because I recently saw my brother and I was like so excited to like have some conversations with him because I haven't been able to talk about it who's Korean and also like can speak English with me. So I was like, oh my God, Paul, like I can't believe this guy, like X, Y, and Z. Cause obviously, as a woman, like, and having women's right in Korea is also really important to me because I know we went through so much struggle of like, um and I recently learned about all the history so like in the 80s or no not in the 80s maybe like 60s 70s only the men could go to universities and the woman had to stay home and go to like factories and work so there's Mm. so much now all the older men that are in higher power and bigger companies only want to also hire men because that's kind of like the misogynistic view that that they have so um and also there was like this whole thing about so many like public bathrooms and like hotel rooms or whatever have like hidden cameras unknowingly and then we'll film women and then we'll put it on the web and like so like all of that it's like very misogynistic. So I was like telling to my brother be like, oh my God, like can you believe this? And he's like, yeah, I mean like if that's what you think. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not what I think. That's what I heard. And that's what people were saying. And he, to be fair, my brother's a bit more like very he doesn't take huge sides in anything. He's very neutral. So I think he was just trying to be like, that's what you can think. I listen to certain things in Korean and I think a lot of nuances get lost in translation. And obviously there's no like direct translation about what he's saying in Korean to English. And obviously the narratives of Western media is going to make him the bad guy or like whatever. But I was really thrown off by the way he was like speaking it, telling me about it. Uh, And then so that's why I feel like I do want to actually listen to the interviews and things that he's done in Korean to make sure that I understand it correctly but the Coles knows of what I've known so far is that he wants to abolish like the ministry of gender rights, yeah, like yeah. equality in Korea. Yeah. And he wants to bring back more men into like the workforce. And yeah, he is an anti-feminist. And then also, yeah, there's just so much, um, yeah, misogyny that's like coming in now. And it like really broke my heart because I feel like if anything, Korea has come so far, making their name in North America or like internationally. And also, um, just being such a small country like we've done so much like I wanted us to continue to progress in like equal rights and like everything all the privileges that we can have and like for this this felt like it was such a step, step up, backwards yeah. like yeah. in so many ways so It so really hurt my feet um personally really like impacted me and apparently about like 75 percent of the votes were from men that are like my age group so like 20 to 30s and that really shocked me too, being like What the fuck? Like all these men truly believe this guy. And obviously they're going to because they're going to benefit from his decisions. Right. But the one thing my dad told me was that even though he won, the liberals have more seats. So whatever decisions that they do want to pass, it won't be. yeah, It won't pass yeah um so that was really interesting um and then apparently the korean government is in, under a lot of scrutiny because oh my gosh do you remember a few years ago when we had that president that was like being controlled by like a sherman and then she had like a cult do you yes. remember that yeah i remember she was kicked out yeah it was like our first female president and then she, like, was, she kicked was out yeah. yeah so like our korean government is kind of fucked up on its own so it was scary that all these men that are, like, my age, and I would think that have the same, like, mindset, sim- almost, like, voted for him, too. And apparently it's because one of their biggest reasons is because, you know how they have to go to mandatory military service? Oh, and only that. men has to go. And they're like, well, if that's woman's right. Like, why do only men have to go? And then that is not... Uh, Someone that was, like, talking about this in one of the news podcasts that I listened to was, like, it's not up to the gender equality uh, like ministry, like you have to take that up with the military. So like, they're kind of like um, projecting their anger into the wrong place and wrong department to get it answered. And I do agree that it is incredibly sensitive subject to Korean men. The fact that they have to give up two years of their lives to go to serve in the military. And that really, you know, stunts all of their career growth and whatnot. But when they come out, they are more likely to get a job because all the men that are in the higher places are going to want to hire men over women. So I think their justification is that, well, while the time that we're in the military, you women can get ahead and like get all these jobs. So I think it's a really complicated and complex topic of course but like recently that like really hurt my heart
1: yeah no I mean this like these movements I'm not saying none of them are going to be exactly the same but this happens like so much like recently in Texas like they have the strictest abortion ban like you can't get an abortion after a certain amount of time and like yo like you think about like where we are after like this pandemic and you know, it, it, it's shocking because I, you know, when I was growing up, I was like, when I become like this, this shit will be so gone. I, like this would be crazy. Only Yeah. And I'm just like, there, there are so many times around me where I'm like, steps are being so taken back. Like a lot of it, obviously similarly with what happened with Trump coming into office, it was, yes. you went from Obama to Trump, right. And everyone is literally just like, holy fuck. And so everything around your country like whether it be food and i mean the people the people are the most important part the p- everyday people are the most important part they might be on some next level really trailblazing really doing stuff really questioning things like directors might directors of color and you know not your classic ones might be really challenging the mode and everything like like similar like you said in korea like things are changing people have roles but then the politics always brings you back to this fucking point yeah. it's just so Disheartening, and then you know they're grinding on those like sub issues, like you said, not sub issues. The military, I I don't like. I understand, but that's one very small gender issue in terms of a huge, huge thing in mm-hmm. terms of pay disparity, like pay yeah. payment and jobs. Like that's a that's a small thing. Two years. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying it shouldn't be discussed. Mm-hmm. I'm saying to use that as a peg of what equality is in terms of men and women is is wild in a in a world where mostly, I would say most countries, especially your powerhouse countries, like women are not going to make as much uh, everywhere. Like women are not getting the jobs and women or femmes or those kind of people are really excluded and all this kind of stuff. Right. So it's just like political games. Like they really know, they really know how to play on the, on, on that. And thankfully, you know, Korea is a democracy. So again, you have to be able to vote with everyone's and the seats in the house to see like, who's going to make the decision, which is um, why it's not a dictatorship you can't just come in and be like goodbye mm-hmm. ministry of gender like bye see ya but yeah it's a very obviously heartache situation like for mm-hmm. a- any woman or femme or anyone out there because like it happens so much and which is like also like it's not so far from texas taking steps back and, do- and doing that and then it's not just texas and other states around trying to do the yeah. same thing and it's so fucked because when i thought i was young i was like yeah when i'm in my 20s and 30s like this shit's gonna be so much better and you're just Mm -hmm. like wow we're literally in the same fucking situation like not same but like worse or even
0: taking a lot of steps backwards Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it is a really unsettling place to be like with all the things that we are now more more than not like actively talking about and so many injustices and everything that's happening so like it just really scarred me more especially learning about the korean president and then all the backward steps that we're now taking but it is scary that there's so many people higher up that have this like backward mindset and like i'm sorry i'm not coming on to be like what we think is the only right thing i know there are so many more conversations that need to be had but Mm -hmm. yeah it is like i don't and i try not to like not listen to too many things now like i do need to like (laughs) actively unplug so that i'm not getting. Spiraled into like con- controversies and whatnot, but conspiracies. I mean, but yeah, it is. It is a really hard place to be. But I'm glad that like more people are talking about it. And it's like if like you are choosing the correct outlet, you can have really good, healthy conversations and be able to lean on each other for support or resources. Like I remember, yeah, even like I texted you, be like, oh my God, like, can you believe? And I was obviously just like saying it to be like, obviously, cause you're in the news. So I was like, I just learned about this whatnot. And then like a couple minutes later, like you're like, you know, like just actually checking in with me, be like, if you ever need to talk, like I'm here. And like, i love that. We'd be able to create that space with you and me. And as well as with like all of our listeners that like, we're literally a DMOA to like be able to have these conversations.
1: Yeah, like I think it's important to be engaged in, Obviously look at sources, like you were saying, making sure you trust these sources and being so engaged with it is important, but taking a break because you can't, mm-hmm. you know, the, the I ain't gonna save the world, sadly. <laughs> you are doing stuff that will make the world better. But you yeah, I I always have to remind myself, like, I can't I'm so mad about the Texas abortion ban. I I'm gonna mm-hmm. rail and I'm gonna be mad about it. But like if I uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just going to end this weird thing of the entertainment just to talk about this. So yeah. when I was watching the Oscars and I was yeah. watching the Oscars and I was like live tweeting it because I was just feeling like, yo, whatever, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm always on this. It's your best thing. When that thing, when the slap yes. had happened, my first fear was like, my first thing was I'm going to stay a bit out of it because first of all, this is a very white audience in space. Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to judge this or that. I don't know what the hell is going on. But I was immediately traumatized i was like like
0: to the point where it seeped into my heart where i'm supposed to be chilling okay yeah i couldn't stop thinking about it i couldn't stop talking about it and like one of my coworkers was like this is above my pay grade like i literally cannot discuss this i
1: I know and i also didn't want to see all the takes and my fear my biggest fear was like all these white people coming on and making these white not even white all these non-black people coming on and making fucking takes about a, this being violent, which I had seen before, like in and, and terms of using like terms like mm-hmm. the G word or then saying, wow, like the the uncivilized. word. You know, I was actually yeah. traumatized and I was actually so fucking worried when I am trying to understand, like I will never know what it is to be a black person slash I don't understand like the nuances of each community that, you know, people come from. But I'm just going to come out and say for Asian Moms and parents. I'm not saying they're gonna slap you in the face, but like I'm not like. Oh my god! i gonna like. I remember when my mom just like tapped me on the hand because yeah. of something in front of the school. Blah blah blah. Like you have no idea. Like I swear, all these white ladies were s- traumatized. They were mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, she beats her child." Blah blah blah. Which is not true. But not the true. way that we grow up. That's our communication. I don't mean getting punched in the face till you're like dead or slap. Mm. Like I don't mean anything like that. But I mean like. I was just scared of the white gaze and lens and everything mm-hmm. and knowing how white that show was. And I had to go the next day into work and like make a reaction speech and see all these fucking horrible takes, which they were so bad. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, oh my God, I, I hate Amy Schumer. So that's just me. But like yeah. personal though, she was just like, oh, I wanted to make a joke about like, she basically wanted to make a joke about someone who accidentally died because Alec Baldwin in a movie pulled the trigger and they thought it was a fake gun and it was not. And he's like, she's like, I wouldn't even want to be in that end of the barrel, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I couldn't even say that joke,
0: but someone can come on stage and slap someone. I'm like, literally shut the fuck up. That is actually such a traumatic experience too. And I fucking hate Alec Baldwin. And like, he thinks that it's not even his fault. Like he won't even take like accountability for it. That was a horrific incident. And like turning that into a joke when someone, it's it's a horrific
1: death and then comparing it to like a slap. Look, I'm not going to be out here you know, A, please don't make jokes at black women or black disabled yeah. women at every punchline. Like, there's they're, they're obvious, Like there's so much discourse I'm reading. Like, they're fucking sick of it. It's so easy not to do that. And, like, of the thing that I was worried about, I'm not going to talk about who was right. I don't even care because it's a fucking award show that no one even really cares about because yes. of how shit it is. Similar to the Grammys, because, like, literally the BTS got shut out for two two years of this. I don't even understand. They and-
0: literally, I saw something on TikTok about how they used and baited BTS yep. to get all these viewers and yep. they cut their performance by 30 seconds. And this year they didn't even win anything. And yep. then I saw this really funny thing that it was the first year where the Grammys like had the lowest viewership of like 88 million or something like that. And then BTS had their own streaming and they got like hun- like hundred and yeah. million. So like, oh, do not fuck with the armies, all right. That, like I'm saying, the academy is so white; they don't
1: deserve to have comments. Yeah, they don't deserve to have the Will Smith, who was right. They, they don't get to do that. So shut the fuck up and stop yeah. making fun of what black women. Like I don't know why that would be an option. And then on this side, with I was like, yo, it's so fucking hilarious that in two years they are main stage, blah blah blah, BTS performance main stage, but loses twice in best pop yeah. group, which is makes you really. Well, like,
0: what's
1: the move yeah like so why are you it's just a, like they don't need you like exactly who needs to yeah so that's the real argument so anyways these two spaces are too white in terms of what i was saying i said the trauma <laughs> of overconsuming consuming and like yeah. i was like yo why was i freaked out about that but just don't do it and I'm happy we hashed out these other two really quick pop culture things that happened.
0: Because too much, yo. we do not, we need a break. This too much is happening all around us. And as a self-proclaimed, like, culture commentator, which I love to do in my sleep. Oh, my God, it's been too much. I I can't, I don't have enough takes.
1: No, I think today we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. And I think the most thing that, like, when we watch more Pachinko, we'll have more, but I think the commitment to myself after watching that was like, I'll read more history. So this week going to try to do that. And I like messaged my mom and dad. I'm like, I know it's impossible to find records similar for Mm. you. If you're a country of colonialism, which includes destruction of records. So it's really hard, but I was Just like, if you can know anything about where my everyone came from, I want to know. Like, That'd be so cool, uh, yeah, you should ask too. Would you ever do
0: like 20, 21 and me, 24?
1: I would, but I don't want the result to be like just China, like, I want to know where, yeah. like, and yeah. my story. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe they give the really specific situation of where your yeah. family's from, but I think those things are, and sadly, again, like, with what Pachinko's like, your histories are erased, it's literally through your grandma, and that's yeah. it, right?
0: So yeah that's my commitment this week try to figure it out i love that okay next time we chat i want you to come back with a fun history fact not a fun history fact any history fact and babysitter with your family you too. and i'll do the same I'll okay do the same and we can share well guys we have former episode of pachinko i'm so excited to dish it out and sorry i will finish twenty five twenty one by the time next time we chat so we can do a deep dive because i do love it it is so yes. good it is really good thank you guys thanks
1: guys Thank you so much for listening to Made In. Email us at hi at made in.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at I'mMadeIn underscore. Thank you again.